Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Ninth State Sports Show Football Edition. My name is Joe Marcellina, and joining me from a socially acceptable distance, former football coach in the Granite State, Mike Lockman. Mike, how is the pandemic treating you these days? Oh, just as wonderfully as always, Joe. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, as always, you can send us your questions and feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com uh, or on Twitter at nhhsports. Uh, next week, we'll be back on our normal schedule, meaning you'll be able to listen to the show Tuesday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com. I think... Uh, I think we're pretty much in the clear for that schedule for the uh, the rest of the, or the duration of the uh, the season, however long that ends up being. Uh, and, uh, you know, before we get started this week, uh, I wanted to mention, too, uh, that we are starting to look for a sponsor for the podcast. Uh, it isn't much, but there are some costs involved with putting the show together every week, uh, and we'd like to be able to continue doing it, not just with football, but also with lacrosse. So if you are a fan of the show uh, and know someone who would like to promote their business on the show, or maybe even it's your own business, uh, please get in touch with us uh, by sending an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com. Uh, Mike, uh, I we were just discussing, we wanted to take a look this week since we're, we're going a little bit later than, than we normally would in the week. And uh, honestly, the weekend feels like it was about five years ago. Uh, we're going to take more of a look ahead towards uh, this weekend, uh, which is already the first weekend of playoffs. I mean, can you believe that's here already? No, <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, it's like you said, in some ways, the, a couple, these last couple of weeks have crawled by a little bit, and, and it does seem like it was forever ago that we even played our, our, our last uh, weekend of the regular season. But uh, no, it, re it really doesn't feel like it should be playoffs yet. And I don't know whether that's because the, the season started late and was abbreviated or whether it's just the, you know, the, other, the other odd circumstances, uh, you know, just in general this fall. But uh you know, I'm, I'm glad that our late start here gives us a chance to highlight some of the, um, you know, the, the playoff matchups this weekend uh, and not do as much recap because I, I think, again, this is sort of an unprecedented playoff format that we Absolutely. need to talk about. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. One, one thing I do want to do real quick, uh, because we had uh, we talked about it, I think, maybe the first week or two, um, which normally, again, would have been midseason. And here we are, you know, after five weeks which, again, would be the midseason. One thing uh, we kind of saw, I think, was um, we talked about was, you know, learning about teams based on, you know, comparing them, how they performed against other opponents. And uh, we saw a little bit of that last week with, uh, with two games, really, the North Londonderry game and the South Bedford game, where both Nashua schools um, kind of had eye-opening wins there. You had, you know, North beating up on Londonderry, what was the final, 36-7, I think, in that one. And then, yep. um, you know, Nashua South beating Bedford 41-7. to um, You know, so, I mean, both of those, and you kind of, you know, you line them up and you say, like, well, well you know, London, or Bedford beat Londonderry. Londonderry had a bunch of, you know, mistakes in that game. And then North beat South by this, mo you know, so how does that kind of compare? So it's kind of, I think it, we're, we're going to see a little bit more of that now, I think, um, Hopefully, as we kind of go, maybe we can learn a little bit more, even in this abbreviated season. Yeah, it, it's like we've been saying, too. Um, it, it's really difficult because not only do you not have the like opponent comparisons, although you, you just named two that I think, at least in Division One, are probably the, the, the two ones that you could, you could kind of look at and say, all right, maybe we can make some you know, you could make some uh, judgment calls there or, or, you know, make some guesses as far as how people stack and rack. But, um, 
you know, the other thing too is like a lot of these teams have played three games, maybe four. And if you think about no preseason scrimmages and all that kind of stuff, you know, a lot of teams had, you know, generally three scrimmage type deals set up, whether it was two scrimmages and a jamboree or whatever it might be. So in a lot of cases, in terms of the on field, you know, you know, hitting uh, and, and, and tackling and running and blocking against uh, another opponent that's not just your scout team experience, a lot of these teams are at the equivalent of week one. Yeah. I, like what I, we would be going into week one after covering the Jamboree in terms of their experience on the field playing against other opponents. Yeah. One, so – even from that perspective, it's really hard to be able to look at teams and say, well, this team's really good or that team is not really good because that's really the development phase that a lot of these teams are at. Yeah. It's, you know, um, I remember uh, one coach saying to me before the games had started that, you know, they had five games on the schedule and it was, you know, if everybody's getting in, if we go one and four against a tough schedule, um, you know, I, I mean, that that's great because then, you know, we get into – that first playoff game and, and maybe we're, we're battle tested and, you know, you know, it's, it's, um, it's time to play for real. So I I think there may have been, you know, maybe some teams that kind of looked like that. I mean, and, and across the board, I kind of got that feel from teams that, you know, sometimes when you, you talk to coaches that have just lost a game, it's like, Oh, we just lost, like it's draining on, you know, for them. They're, they're, you know, kind of almost depressed. Oh yeah. Um, And, and I got a lot less of that this year. uh, I, I feel talking to some coaches that came out on the losing end like that that you know it was yeah we we lost the game we're still going to be in it we're we'll go back to the drawing board and see what we can fix and you know uh the last weekend in october is really when we're going to find out um you know it's just yeah yeah in a way it's kind of almost unfortunate it's like they're going to find out and then their season might be over right yeah, and I mean, you know, depending on how you look at it and, and maybe what end of the stick you end up on on those wins and losses, you know, that what you just described to me is 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 also kind of unfortunate in that it, it almost sounds as if, you know, the regular season games really don't matter as much, right? I mean, you talk to a coach after a, a loss um, during a standard season and you know, they're exasperated or disappointed about it, right? It's because every game counts. Right. And now, you know, maybe that's not necessarily the case. Now, again, that can be a good thing or a bad thing, right? You can say, hey, you know, that gives us the opportunity to appreciate the fact that we're actually out here and just playing games when that was extremely at risk, Yeah. Uh, you know, at one point, right? But then the flip side of it is it, it's, it takes a little bit of the fun away, I would guess. You know, you put all that hard work into, you know, planning and prepping for each individual regular season game. And, you know, when you can kind of shrug, uh, and I'm not saying that's what coaches were doing, right? I'm just saying sort of metaphorically, right? If you could kind of shrug and say, yeah, that's all right, because we still have a chance to battle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it's, 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 again, it's another one of these weird things that I don't, I don't really know what, how to feel about it, uh, other than I'm glad that we're playing. Yeah. Well, speaking of weird, uh, as I think you mentioned earlier, you know, this this year the playoffs look uh, tremendously different. Um, you know, as we said, all teams that wanted to participate are, are participating in the playoffs. You had a couple games last week that were looked at as uh, uh, play-in games um, in, in Division One, Two, and Four um, to get an even number of teams going into this week. So Division One, we're down to, to 16 uh, teams playing. 
Um, it's been broken up into the conferences, uh, East, North, South, and West. This year, uh, I, and, and this I kind of like, that, that the NHIA and the football committee went back to what the um, the breakdowns were going to be in terms of clusters. Um, it would have been North versus East this year and, and West versus South, and that's kind of that's how the brackets line up. And, and I think we talked about this maybe a few weeks ago when we were still trying to figure out what the playoff was going to look like. Uh, we're back to, to what I think the, the uh, NHIA originally wanted to do with the divi- three-division breakdown where you have to play out of your conference um, to get you know, into the states, into the semifinals and the final. Um, so all of the matchups are within conference this week. Um, you know, you got in the east, you got uh, Dover and Exeter and Spalding and Winnicott. North, you got Goffstown and Concord, Memorial and Bedford. South, Wyndham, Londonderry, Salem, Alvern. And then in the west, uh, BG and North and South and Merrimack. So it's kind of, um, you know, and, and in some cases what's even, uh, not all cases, but in a couple of these games, uh, some of these teams didn't play during the regular season. Uh, Bedford and Memorial did not, and, uh, and South and Merrimack did not, which is kind of uh, definitely unusual for a conference matchup because those are usually the teams that you play first. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the, those games were, I guess, canceled, right? I almost said deferred, but I don't think, yeah, Bedford and Memorial wasn't on the schedule at all. Um, but South and Merrimack did get, did get canceled. Right. Yeah. And there's some, there's some really interesting matchups there too. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see, um, you know, Girton at North, I think is an interesting matchup. I think, you know, Girton's kind of had an up and down season, um, but they had a good momentum builder against Keene last weekend. And I know, and I know Keene struggled a little bit too, but still, a win's a win, and, they, yeah, and it's a good. Uh, and, and they had a solid win, right? I think it was a twenty-eight nothing. Nothing, and then they beat Trinity the week before, which had been playing really well. You know, so right? They're, they're coming in off a couple of wins, yeah. Yeah, and that's a you know that's a good inner city rivalry where you know as we talked about at the you know when in week one when a lot of that stuff was happening. Um, you know, where almost anything can happen, right? Teams will get up for that. Um, they'll do some things uncharacteristically, whether that's on the plus side or the minus side, just because of the amount of emotion involved. So, you know, that, that's a, that's a pretty good matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing how that one plays out. Um, the Bedford Memorial matchup, I think is fascinating. Like you said, that's a, that's a, uh, a pairing where we didn't get to see that in the regular season. Yeah, and it's it's and, a it's a different memorial. I saw them last week against Goffstown, uh, and and I was I came away impressed. Uh, you know, they the score didn't show it, but you know, Memorial's got some talent over there, and um, you know, a couple things go differently for them in that game, and and it's a much closer game, I think, um, against Goffstown, and and you know, Bedford, it, like we said, coming off a big loss to um, to Nashua South the week before, so I, I'm really interested to see what what that game turns into. Yeah, and I got to see some of the the South Bedford game, and I don't think you know it's interesting. Like Bedford's been, and you can't blame any team for what I'm about to say, just because of the circumstances that we acknowledge at the beginning of the show. You know, Bedford's been kind of inconsistent this year, yeah. and um, I don't think South played particularly well. I mean, they they played. Um, you know, kind of cleanly from a, uh, you know, like a officiating standpoint, right. I don't think there was a whole lot of yellow on the field, but, um, but I don't think, I don't think South had a tremendous game in terms of the way that they executed. They they had a competent game for sure, but they really just sort of, even with that, 
they just sort of outclassed um, Bedford. And, and so, you know, I, I, I just, I, I look at that matchup as pretty interesting because Memorial started out strong um, to your point, even in their losses, they've, I think they've played fairly well. Bedford, we know is very talented, but um, which Bedford team is going to show up? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, I don't know that Memorial has won a playoff game since, <laughs> 2003 and I I'm not even sure I, I know even they sure. were in the playoffs that year I'm not sure that yeah. they won um yeah I was I, again you know here we go uh things that we should have had in front of us <laughs> right well we didn't know what way the conversation yeah. was gonna go but um, uh yeah yeah I, I mean I'm I'm I mean Memorial's hosting that game and I'm you know I if they've hosted a playoff game it, it has hasn't been in the last you know 15 years since since I've been um you know since I've been back up here um, yeah, so, I'm pretty sure they they hosted Nashua South, I think, in the first round in 2003. They were pretty good that year. I think they went eight and one, and uh, and South actually won that game if I remember correctly. So I'm I'm not sure if they won in the the seasons where they had Cody Dalton as their quarterback, and uh, I, I don't think they did. So this is their chance. I think this is this is Memorial's chance to get their first win. A uh, playoff win in some time. Two thousand and three was definitely well before I was. Uh, I was what a senior in college, I think. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so that's just a few years ago. <laughs> just a few years ago, yeah, yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Okay. So let's. Um. I. You know. I want to. I want to put you. Can we? Can we put you on the spot here? Or let's put our. Let's put both of ourselves on the spot here. Can we? Can we do any predictions here? Or you. You think of. Uh, um. I mean, there's a couple games that I think, you know, you look at the South and, and those games, Londonderry, you know, beat up on Wyndham, Salem beat on a, up on Alvern in the regular season. I think it's a safe bet, you know, that you're going to see Londonderry, Salem playing in the next round. Um, you know, I, I know, you, uh, you like we said, BG was, was a little on a little bit of a roll, but, you know, I, I like North a lot in that game. I mean, it's North yeah. is, is going to be tough to stop for anybody to stop. Um. In the East, you know, Winnicunit, um just beat Spalding last week, um, pretty handedly. You know, I would I would assume they're going to do it again. Uh, Goffstown beat Concord pretty good earlier in the year, uh, and Concord had a week off last week. Um, you know, so I would think Goffstown would win that game. But then you, the other ones, like Bedford Memorial, Exeter Dover, and then uh, South Merrimack. I I think those are um, you know those are toss up games. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, to, to, to just roll through D1, um, and this is with my admittedly only semi-educated knowledge of some of these teams, but you know, I'm going to say I'm going to go with Memorial against Bedford. That might not be a popular pick. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I'm, I'm going to throw that out there. I think they're hosting a playoff game for the first time in 15 years, probably. I'm sure there's a lot of juice and emotion flowing over there. I think that's a good deal. Got uh, to I got to go with North. Just based on the amount of talent that they have. And, you know, they haven't played expertly this year, and they've still manhandled people, including Londonderry last week, which was, or, or um, was it two yeah. weeks ago? This last weekend, yeah. This, yeah, like you said, it seems like it's been about five weeks, right? <laughs> um, you know, Salem Alvern kind of, you know, if you if you look at, Salem handily beat Merrimack two weeks ago. Merrimack handily beat Alvern last week. Yeah, 
you, you know, you, you got to kind of lean towards Salem there. I think um, Timberlane Sanborn. Timberlane has not been. Oh, that's a that's a D two game. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, right. We're sticking with the one here. Exeter Dover is one we didn't talk about, and that was that was sort of the. Uh, you know, we chatted a lot about that. Um, that Dover win. Uh, I think it was back in week two, which was really Dover's opener because they didn't play week one. Right. Yep. Yeah. And um, you know that's a that's a pretty cool one because I I I ranted and raved last week and and chewed up a bunch of airwave time talking about how I felt about Dover, but you know now this matchup gets the draw and I you know here's another one we could have looked up right when was the last time Exer lost the same team you know twice in a season. That's a good question. Um, actually, I, I think a couple of years ago they they lost to Goffstown twice. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you might be right. They, yeah, uh, yeah, because Goffstown and Winnicott ended up playing in the semifinal. Actually, that would have been that was the year that Winnicott did win, uh, won the championship. So yeah, I think that. Yeah. Um, now I can't. But we know it's a rarity. Else. But yeah, it's a rare. It's been a. It's it doesn't happen too often. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, I I, I guess. I guess maybe the other one that I would highlight because you you hit the rest of them, but South at Merrimack. I mean that one really intrigues me because yeah. I think yeah. Merrimack had a tough showing against Salem, but you know under the circumstances Merrimack hadn't practiced for a couple weeks. You know they uh, and and oh by the way, uh, on this next thing I'm about to say, Salem was in the same boat, but you know they didn't find out who they were playing against until midweek. Uh, you had to travel out there and. Uh, I think it just that game just snowballed on them. But then, you know, Merrimack had a very convincing victory against Alvern this past week. So, you know, what does that say? I, you know, has Merrimack kind of ironed out some of the bugs and, and that's going to be a great competitive game? Or, you know, is, is South going to show up and, and kind of put it to them a little bit? I don't know. I, I, I would suspect that's going to be a very good game. And I'm not sure I'm ready to make a call on that one, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, I would. So here's, here's how I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll put my neck out there. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but looking at that game, it's the one Saturday night game this week. Um, they're playing yep. at Merrimack on Saturday night. Um, Halloween night. That should be fun too. Uh, high on Saturday. It's supposed to be sunny, but only 46. Um, but, but, you know, by the time that game starts, it's probably going to be closer to, you know, 35, I would think. Uh, it's supposed to. I mean, it's supposed to rain all day Thursday, snow and rain Saturday, uh, Friday. You know how gross is that field going to be? Uh, yep. You know, and and from what I've seen of both teams, you know, they're both run that spread offense. But Merrimack definitely likes to throw the ball more than South does. South is definitely a run first, or at least when I've seen them, they've been run first uh, kind of team. Uh, you know, and does that make a big difference on a, a, a potentially, you know, muddy, uh, wet track? Um, you know, cold, you know, always tough to kind of throw in that colder weather, especially when you're, you know, hard throws hitting your cold hands. That's, you know, can be tough to hang on to. So yeah. I think that, that might have play in there too. I, I'm, I'm leaning a little south uh, for that game. Uh, yeah, and in fairness to your point, Merrimack did not play good run defense against Salem. Now, yeah. admittedly, a totally different type of scheme. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, but they didn't play great run defense against Salem. Um, and and you make a good point. I, I do think from what little I've seen of each team this year, and I have seen a little of each, that um, 
South probably has on 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 paper the better run game. Um, but the Merrimack defense is very very well coached, and I think a lot of times that allows them to be better than kind of the sum of their parts. So I would guess they'll have a they'll have that same knowledge going in that South's gonna gonna try to ground it out, and I, I would imagine they'll probably have a pretty good game plan to respond to that. So. Yeah, so the, I, I, that that to me is one of the most interesting matchups. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that one turns and that out. One, that one, I you know, I, I plan on uh, braving the cold this weekend, so that one is definitely one we will have coverage of. Uh, yeah, and what's the name of the the of South starting running back? Uh, it's one of the Compo brothers, and I right, right, right. Yeah, I'm gonna whichever one I say is gonna be the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, let's Could we say the combo brother just, that actually that plays running back for we'll, South? We'll just mention both of them, J- Jason and and Josh. Um, you know, they're both tremendous athletes for them. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of the guys has been a little banged up. Um, the the other guy that I saw running last week is is pretty talented. He's a big guy and he's fast. I think that's both of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, um, let's move on to uh, you know. As we mentioned, strange uh, formation formats this year. Division two um, looks a little bit like uh, Division one if you look at the bracket, but of course the structure is not quite the same. Um, you know, this year they were going to divide the eighteen teams in Division two instead of being north south as it's been the last I don't know three or four years. Uh, they were dividing it east and west. Uh, the way they've set up the bracket though is they made the pods. Uh, kind of like I and I, I this is unofficial. I gave them these names. Kind of like a northeast, a northwest, a southeast, and a southwest, with mm. teams from the south uh, matching up and the teams further north matching up. Uh, so in one, you know, kind of the the northeast, you have Merrimack Valley at Plymouth, Guilford Belmont at Kennett. Uh, northwest is uh, Hillsboro during Hopkinton at Bow, and Hanover at Lebanon uh, for the second week in a row. By the way. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, southeast, you've got uh, Sanborn and Timberlane, and then St. Thomas at Pembroke. Uh, Pembroke hosting its uh, first ever playoff game, uh, by the way. Southwest, you've got Milford at Hollis Brookline, and then the one game in Division Two that's already been decided. Uh, Sauhegan got the got the uh, uh, forfeit win over Manchester West. Um, not entirely sure what the the reason for that was. Uh, I know West had some. Uh, you know, started a week late earlier in the year, had some issues with, I believe, with uh, a couple COVID cases or two, or maybe it was just somewhere, you know, close to the program. I don't know if that's popped back up again or not, but uh, for either way, they've dropped out. And uh, Sauhegan already with a spot in the quarterfinals. And, and you know, their their potential matchup, I mean, that's a that's a fun little bracket right there um, that, you know, Milford and Hollis playing – didn't play last week um, again because Milford had some some positive cases uh, in, within the school, not within the football program. Uh, and as of right now, that game is still on for Saturday afternoon. But the winner of that one gets to play Sauhegan, so that's a that's a fun little setup there. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer about Sauhegan missing out on the on the West matchup. Um, I mean, if not just for obvious reasons that you lose a game, but you know, Sauhegan had had gone relatively unscathed. Uh, through this whole season, right? I mean, whether it was losing an opponent or they themselves having to shut down for a week or two, I mean, a lot of these other teams have have suffered with that, right? Um, 
Sohegans played a full schedule, I think. Yeah, they were, um, you know, five and zero, and they had actually played West um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. So this would have been their second game against. Them. But yeah, they, um, yeah, they had a pretty good showing this year. Um, shutout wins over Hollis and Milford. They beat BG, you know, Division One team. Uh, and then the last two weeks against West and Timberlane, they put up a ton of points, and they'd only given up 14 points all year. So they've been um, – I, I don't know. I go into this kind of looking at them as the team to beat. Yeah, I don't see how you – I don't see how you can't. I mean, you, you know that uh, they've had battles with Plymouth through the years. Um, and, 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 you know, Plymouth has kind of um, dominated that series. Um, but – I'm not. I don't know much about Plymouth this year. I haven't really heard anything, to be quite honest, about uh, about Plymouth. I don't even know how many games they've played. But from what I've seen of Sauhegan in the matchups that we that we've seen them, uh, you know, come out of, and, and especially one of the things that I noticed. I, I think I mentioned to you before the call. I, I watched the Sauhegan game um, on Friday night on the live stream, and you know all this all the talk about Sauhegan's defense and. Um, you know, I had seen a little bit of film here and there, just like little snippets online and things like that. But, you know, watching the whole live stream, their, their defense is really good. It, 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 like, it's not just, oh, other teams weren't executing well against them. They've only given up, what did you say, 14 points all season, you know. Or excuse me. Uh, it, it's it's it's, it's actually, not that. It's that their defense is really good. I think it's actually 21 uh, points. I forgot the, they gave up seven to BG. So, yeah, it's 21 points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're fast, they react well, they tackle well, they create turnovers. I mean, uh, you know, this past, that past game, a lot of the, I mean, you know, a lot of the struggles Timberlane had were they just, they just couldn't do anything against Sauhegan's defense, and Sauhegan was creating turnovers in, in the second half, you know, deep in Timberlane territory. They just put it away. So, anyway, yeah, I, I'm impressed with Sauhegan. I think they have a good offense, but... I think this is one of those cases where it's really their defense that's kind of the unsung hero. You know, and, and we have a little bit of that crossover, um, you know, common opponent um, theme going in Division Two. Uh, of course, you know, Timberlane, uh, the last two weeks, um, you know, losing to Hollis Brookline 34-8, losing to Sauhegan 41-8. Uh, you know, and they played actually the first game of the year. They went up to Plymouth uh, and almost won that game at the end. They, they ended up losing 16-14. So that, mm. I, I mean, of course, you know, that first week was obviously, you know, six weeks ago. So a lot, you know, yeah. lots happened since then. And Plymouth's rattled off some pretty big wins um, since then. Um, so you just, you just don't know for sure. But, you know, kind of a little bit of a comparison there, too. And then Timberlane, um, that game against Sanborn this week, that's a rematch from a game earlier this year that, that the Owls won 42-14. Uh, to 14. So, um, you know, they're... Um, uh, again, teams that have have played, and then you look at the other side of their bracket. Like we said, Pembroke hosting their first playoff game, um, first first playoff game ever, and they're hosting it. And uh, they've had a week off too because they had their game last week uh, against Bo canceled. Um, you know, so they're you know they're probably itching to get back at it after two after um, not playing a game for the last two weeks. Right, and the Milford versus Hollis matchup is what would have been the third matchup. Yeah, yeah. Between them in uh, in the season, right? Because they they were supposed to have played twice in the regular season. They lost uh, that opportunity. Was it just last week? Just last week's game. Yep. Yeah. So, so it's so almost kind of like ago. the game got deferred. 
and they've had two weeks to plan for each other, which is kind of interesting, but uh, um, the way that worked out. But, you know, that should be a pretty good matchup because we've mentioned that a couple times too, that statistically that game seemed to belong to Hollis, but the scoreboard is the only thing that matters. And uh, Milford Milford beat um, Hollis by two points, right? I think it was 26-24 or something like that. And so, uh, you know, I'm really curious to see how that goes. It's a, it's it's a, again kind of a clash of styles with the the Hollis Brookline passing game against a, a methodical Milford run game. But you know what, Milford's got to go over to that new Hollis field. Yeah, because yeah, they, they played in Milford the first game. Yep. Right. So you know that could play um, an advantage uh, as, as an advantage to the defending champs. Right. Oh, they had yeah. a pretty good showing on that turf field. Uh, two weeks ago, when they bested Timberlane, and at the time, Timberlane was still looking pretty hot. They uh, and and Hollis looked really fast on that turf. Um, that's yeah, gonna, that's going to be a huge difference too. Um, again, talking, we were talking about Merrimack Field being potentially kind of beat up. You know, after a couple of days of rain, um, Hollis's field. I, I mean, it may have even been unplayable. Um, right. You know, so good thing that they've got the turf now. You know, they can they'll they'll be able to play that game Saturday, regardless of what the weather is for a couple of days. Uh, and that makes a huge difference because I'm sure Milford would have much rather played in the mud, you know, than than having to face a, a fast team on a fast track. Yeah, yeah, Milford would have much rather played either on Hollis's old field or on their current yeah. field. That would have been much more. Uh, but you know, Milford's also one of those those teams where they're going to say, "Hey, we'll play. Wait, you know, take us to the town dump. We'll play there. We don't care, right?" I think that's more their mentality. Yeah. So. Yeah. They probably won't think much about it, but but I'm sure Hollis is happy to be playing on that turf. Uh, You know, the other one you got is a rematch between um, Hillsborough during Hopkinton and Bo. Yes, uh, that's and that should be an interesting one. That was the that was an opening game um, in some very different circumstances uh, than what we're going to see this weekend. Um, You know that that I remember texting you that that you know that afternoon because it was uh, it was generally temperature wise a cooler day. Uh, but in the sun, the sun was hot, uh, right? You know, up at Bow, and then for the way their field is set up, the visiting sideline is in that, looking into that sun uh, for the entire game. And uh, you know, there were I, you know, I didn't really see it, but you know, there were people mentioning on the Bow sideline that there were some HDH kids that were um, not able to hold on to their lunches uh, at certain <laughs> points in that game, regurgitating the content <laughs> of their stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, and, and think about it again. Uh, very little conditioning opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, with the shortened preseason, you don't have all that time to spend uh, getting your body conditioned, right? Well, not just that, but after after we'd had such a, a scorching hot summer, I remember kind of a, lo- a good part of the like their the what you'd call the preseason this year was was cool, not cold weather, but you know, it wasn't the ninety degree heat that we had. It was you know maybe seventies. Uh, for a lot of September, so that hot day was was probably out of the norm for for a lot of these teams. That, you know, after a couple of weeks of practice, so yeah, you're right. It, it just you know, it's one of those things. If it, it comes out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my, you know, it, I know I was I was, you know, I, I think I wore shorts that day, and I and might have gotten the side eye from you know when I left the house from the wife. Like, what what are you doing wearing shorts? Uh, yeah, and certainly glad I did. Um, so, you know, the kid, the kids, I mean, under all those pads and all that must have been feeling it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, then you roll in that, uh, HDH has played well and had some quality wins the last few weeks. Bo hasn't been able to play. 
Bo hasn't played in in two weeks. Um, right, and I'm not sure. <clears throat> I'm not sure they've been able to practice. Yeah, I, I'm not so, sure. So, yeah, you know, and, and you look at you know again, kind of the example was was the Merrimack taking the two weeks off and going out and having to play Salem under very difficult circumstances. You know, I wonder if Bo finds themselves at that same disadvantage, right? When you've been out of rhythm and you haven't really um, hit against somebody aside from your own practice squad. Um, and you're going up against a team that, yeah, you, you beat week one, but it wasn't like it was a decisive win. Um, and HDH has been kind of firing all cylinders the last three weeks, right? Uh, They've beaten. Um, they beat John Stark twice. They got a win over Pembroke in between those two games. Yeah, and the and the Pembroke game was a tough game too. So that's there's some good game experience there. It wasn't just kind of rolling somebody up. Um, so that's a that's a that's an intriguing matchup. I think one because of the rematch element to it, um, but two just because of those factors, right? With Bo coming in, um, and, and you question their experience level at this point, and you know their their preparation level if they haven't been able to practice not not any fault of theirs right it's just circumstances yeah yeah uh and then the other side of that that um that bracket there you've got Hanover and Lebanon playing for the second week in a row uh which was a you know last week was a decisive Lebanon uh win 41 nothing uh that game was at Hanover this week they'll be at Lebanon in the uh the unusual 445 start uh if i saw that correctly on the schedule uh, 4:45 Saturday afternoon. So I wonder if they're having like maybe like a Halloween party beforehand or something. I don't I don't know. Um, just seems like an interesting interesting start time to me. Yeah, I and and they have lights there if I remember correctly, yeah, right? Yeah, they play Friday night games usually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wonder if that's a Halloween consideration or or what have you. But uh, yeah, like you said, uh, last week's win was pretty decisive. Um, and uh, Leb is four and zero, I think, aren't they? Uh, why are you putting me on the spot like that? Yes, I think that's correct. Yeah, no, uh, I'm yes, pretty sure that's the, the case. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. and they've only given up twenty points. Kind of an interesting thing here too that they've beaten. Um, you know, they've they've gotten a, a twenty-one win, twenty-one nothing win over Keene from Division One. Yeah, uh, they beat Hanover last week from Division Two. In the first week of the season, they beat Stevens from Division Three, and uh, they also have a win, uh, a very interesting seven-six win over Newport from Division Four. So yeah, and as we talked about a couple weeks ago, Newport's pretty good. Yeah, but a, a win over a team from every division in the state—that's very unusual. Yeah. I mean, even in, in back in the old days, uh, you know, when you had more crossover games, uh, that never happened. No, no, absolutely. It is kind of a very unique thing. Uh, maybe, maybe a maybe a, a once in a couple decades type of thing that you would see. I mean, you know, back in the days of the uh, the more prominent uh, Turkey Bowl right. type matchups and stuff, you might see between your regular season crossover, your regular matchups, and then whoever you might have scheduled in the Turkey Bowl, you might have seen a team that could have games in Division One, Two, II, and Three. But you just don't see that anymore. Um, so it's, yeah, that's kind of an interesting experience for them, but you know, also we were just, we were just applauding the performance of uh Sal Hegan's defense. Well, here's another defense that's given up just 20 points. Now, granted it's four games, not, not the five that Sal Hegan has, uh, 
you know, you know, can kind of lay claim to, but still 20 points in four games is, is pretty, uh, pretty commendable. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the last, um, last pair of games, uh, we haven't mentioned yet. We got, a uh, Plymouth is hosting Merrimack Valley. Merrimack Valley came out with, um, one of those play in wins, uh, the week before against Kingswood. Um, yep. first meeting between those two teams this year, they did not play. And then on the other side, you got Guilford Belmont playing at Kennett. Um, that was, that's a rematch from a couple weeks ago that Kennett won, uh, 27, seven. Um, so, you know, those, um, that one should be an interesting game too. I think that was maybe a close enough game that, uh, you know, kind of keep an eye on that one. Maybe, um, you know, maybe, maybe it's a little closer this time. Yeah. Guilford Belmont started out strong and then they, they had kind of a little bit of a fall off that I, I think, I think at one point of the season, I don't remember who the opponent was, but I remember there was bit of a surprising loss they did um, um and so you wonder whether they got they got hit with an injury or what have you i don't i don't really their, know the circumstances yeah, they did lose but their quarterback uh for the year i think maybe that's what it was i knew there was something in my mind there yeah and i mean obviously that'll shake you up especially if you don't have a ton of depth yeah um at that position but yeah no that should be a good one um yeah, some really interesting matchups. Like you said, St. Thomas at Pembroke with with Pembroke's first uh um, playoff game ever and hosting. I mean, it it's it's certainly not what you would think of for a playoff venue. Um if you've ever <laughs> been over there, it, it's kind of Yeah, it's been a while since I've been up there, but I imagine it hasn't uh it hasn't changed too too much. It's not much different than Hollis's old field. Yeah, yeah. Um but you know, like Hollis used to do, they, they kind of can do an atmosphere up maybe. And I'm sure they will if it's, if it's a, you know, this kind of first time event. So that, that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move, uh, let's move on to division three. How about that? Um, of course, a little bit of a different format for division three and four, uh, one less round of playoffs, uh, fewer teams in both, um, you know, in D three, you've actually only got seven teams, uh, competing in the, uh, playoffs. Um, you didn't, of course, you know, as we talked about earlier in the year, Conval and um, Kearsarge did not uh, participate in football this year. And um, a couple of weeks ago, Interlakes, uh, the, the Interlake School District decided to shut down their sports because of some COVID cases, um, which, you know, uh, they co-op with Moultonboro. So that, that program uh, not competing uh, the last few weeks of the season. Um you know, I mean, going into this one, you, I mean, it's it's kind of like you look at this and it's it's Pelham and and is anybody going to have a shot at, at at trying to take him out? Um, you know, Pelham, yeah. Pelham was five and zero this year. Uh, they gave up thirteen points. All thirteen of those points were scored by Milford. Um, so they haven't, been which is a team on, in Division Two, Division Two team. They haven't been scored on by a Division Three team this year. Uh, yeah, and they open um, with a game against Campbell. Um, yeah, Friday night. They beat Campbell forty to nothing, uh, second week of the season. So I mean, it's yeah, that's um, I, I guess it's you know, and they they got a tough draw too. Um, again, they they split the division into uh, kind of a north and south. Um, you know, with uh, like I said, Campbell Pelham uh, playing in the first round, and then the other side of that is Trinity Monadnock. Uh You could argue though, I mean, those are the four best teams in the division. Yes. Um, no offense to. Yeah, Friday to night's going to be kind of awesome for Division Three this <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, but I mean, you're gonna. I mean, you're eliminating um, probably two pretty good football teams right off the bat there. 
Yep. Um, you know, and then on the other side, you've got Winnesquam, uh got a bye into the uh, the semifinals. And then uh, Laconia and Stevens are playing each other uh, on the other side of that bracket. Uh, and those two teams uh, combined for no wins over Division Three opponents. Um, Stevens actually was, of the two, was the only one that had a win. They beat Fall Mountain uh, th- earlier this year. Um, so And that was a non-division game. Non-division game, game yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it should be interesting um, to see kind of how this all unfolds. Um, but my if I had to pick, my money would be on Pelham to, to kind of maybe even run away with this thing, especially if, I mean, Monadnock, the, if the, both of those first games are going to be tough. Campbell and then getting, you know, either Trinity or Monadnock. Um, yeah, I still think Trinity and Monadnock are very good football teams. I know that, uh, you know, Newport, really opened some eyes beating Monadnock a week or two ago. And that was, that was a really great performance by them. Trinity opens strong and then, you know, they've stumbled a little bit as of late, but I still think they're a really good football team and they've got a lot of talent, uh, assuming that they're coming in healthy. Campbell has kind of had, you know, like a rebuilding year almost, right? They, they, they've been dominant for so long um, with so many good, weapons and, and, uh, you know, the, the familiar names that were there for years and years and years. And, you know, I think they're just maybe kind of trying to find their way a little bit this year and the lack of a, of a, of a real preseason hurts even more when you're working with a younger team that's rebuilding, you know, you don't get a chance to work the fundamentals as much. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at their, I mean, they were two and three, um, and their three losses were to Monadnock, Pelham and Trinity. Right. Those are the the teams that I mean I would have, I would have expected, you know, if we played a full regular season, that, you know, maybe those teams are 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 you know one two three four in the in the division. Um, right. With Campbell, you know, behind those three, that's probably what I would have expected. You know, when you're talking about Trinity, I mean, they, yeah, they, you know, they start out really hot. Um, you know, they lose that game to to Pelham, and then they lose the following week to BG. But, you know, those, um, you know, not not like they've got any terrible losses on that schedule, and and. Last week they beat Campbell thirty-six nothing. So I mean they're definitely a team to be reckoned with as well. I, I just yeah those two matchups, and then you know whoever wins those playing in the semifinal the next week, those are going to be some great playoff games. Yeah. And yeah, then, I agree. You know, over in uh, Division Four, uh, we actually had uh, nine teams competing in the playoffs uh, a week ago. And that meant a play-in game uh, that Mescoma Valley beat Newfound uh, in that game to get in. Uh, so that got us to eight teams. But then the other day we got down to seven teams uh, because Epping dropped out of the playoffs. Uh, again, not not positive why that one, uh, why that was the case. They, um, of course, started the season late. Uh, initially, we're not going to field a team. Um, you know, they normally co-op with Newmarket. Um, believe Newmarket did not want to participate in football uh Epping did and you know got a couple games in before the end of the season and maybe maybe it was just a numbers thing um could have been that they you know if they're co-oping normally they may not have had enough kids healthy to to finish out uh another playoff game but um so they are out yeah. which means that Summersworth moves on into the semifinals uh they will take on the winner of Bishop Brady and Raymond and then on the other side of the bracket, you got uh, Muscoma at Newport, and then Fall Mountain at Franklin, which um, that one I am really curious to see what happens in that one. 
Um, you know, we thought both of those teams were going to be pretty good this year. Fall Mountain, of course, uh, finishing as the runner-up last year in D4, returned a bunch of kids, um, had some struggles uh, earlier in the year. Uh, I don't think they've played in a couple of weeks, and Franklin uh, has not played uh, since, I think, the first week of, of October. Yeah, uh, because of just some unfortunate circumstances, I believe, with with their schedule. Um, so that should be an interesting one. Yeah, and then um, Brady has who this week? Uh, they play at Raymond. Raymond, uh, right? That was a you. rematch from uh, earlier in the season. Uh, they yeah, played, and, uh, and Raymond won forty six to twenty eight. Yeah, and did did Brady just pick up their first win? This past week, I think that was their you know, first win, right? I believe they did, and I... Oh, I do have it right in front of me here. How about that? That's a change. They beat Epping. Um, they did beat, they beat Epping 42-16, to 16, and I think they hadn't played for a couple weeks before that. Right. Yeah, so there's, there's, some, uh, there's some good stuff going on there, too. I mean, um, but again, like, I find it really hard to predict just because... There haven't been a lot of common opponents and, you know, who knows kind of which one of those teams will show up in some of these matchups. It, it um, you know, it, 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 it would be irresponsible, I think, for me to say, oh, I think, you know, this is a, you know, this is an easy one or that's an easy one, right? Like you said, Fall Mountain has struggled a little bit this year, but, you know, was kind of coming off of a strong season last year and, you know, Franklin's hasn't had the opportunity to play very much lately. So that's one of those games where, that could be a good matchup um, well, just you, because of the unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, you, I mean, you look at, though, you know, and you think you, you might know, you know, Raymond comes out. Uh, they started a few weeks later. Uh, they get a couple wins, um, you know, and then last week of the season they go to play Summersworth. Summersworth hasn't played a game. Um, they started much later than everyone else, and uh, Summersworth beats them. Uh, yeah. You know, so they, they kind of – I don't know if that made them like the one the one seed on that half of the the bracket there at one and zero, but um, just an interesting result there. Um, I, I think though, I mean, you know, you look at what what games were played, uh, opponents and all that, and and I think Newport though is is clearly the team to beat. Um, like we said, a couple wins over D three teams. Uh, they almost beat Lebanon uh, from D two. Um, they just look like they're a wagon. Yeah, they were very good from what I saw. Like I said, I, I kind of raved about them uh, when they beat Monadnock, and, and they really kind of beat Monadnock at their own game too, which is even more impressive, right? Just being relentless uh, on the ground, running the ball, playing very, very good run defense. Um, they're, they're a good football team. Well, I think uh, I think we've reached the end of the line here this week. Yeah, yeah, and I think we... I think we covered almost everything. No, we probably forgot something. Yeah, oh, I'm sure we did. Yeah, I mean, one thing we did forget to talk about was uh, I know it's a week one rematch and we're going all the way back to division one, but I promised myself we wouldn't forget to mention Goffstown, who's heading into the division one playoffs undefeated. Yeah. Um, and kind of quietly at that. Very quietly, yeah. It seems like, um, yeah, they're definitely, like I said, I seeing them last week. Um, you know, a lot of their, their games seem to be kind of feast or famine. Um, they had big plays, but then they also had series where, you know, they'd throw three incompletions and then punt. Uh, right. But, I mean, that's, you know, that, that matchup with Concord, um, you know, one, they won pretty easily the first time around. 
Um, so yeah, and it's going to be on Gosstown's turf. So um, you know, you tend to favor Gosstown for sure in that one. But again, that's that's one of those one of those teams that's just quietly been undefeated in this strange little season. So um, I, I did want to make sure we mentioned that too, though, because that those those players have worked really hard and they do have some, uh, you know, they beat Bedford earlier, which is a pretty quality win. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what, what other teams Goffstown ends up playing and, and uh, you know, do they just kind of take a ride to it or, or uh, do they end up running up against somebody from another group that, uh, you know, that, that, that can give them a game. Well, hopefully we will, we will find that out in a couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully everything is, uh, stays on track and and you know next week we're here talking about you know quarterfinal matchups and so on down the road um but uh for now we've got a couple of opening round games a bunch of opening round games this weekend really excited to see them and uh mike uh thanks again for um you know for jumping on and, and talking to them talking about them um looking forward again to doing it next week absolutely and, thanks joe and uh, of course don't forget we will be back at our uh our normal time uh, next week, so you will you will be able to listen to us Tuesday. Uh, he is Mike Lockman again. Mike, thanks for thanks for joining me. Thank you, Joe. And I'm Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening.